Welcome to CLCC Online. We pray that this message draws you towards Jesus and strengthens your walk with Him. We believe that we were meant to do life in community. So if you live in the Fraser Valley area, we would love to get you connected into the family. Find everything you need at clcc.ca. Enjoy. Well, we have been in this series called Imperfect Christmas for a few weeks now. We've been challenging this notion that everything around us needs to be perfect. There's perfectionists watching right now, and you've already noticed six things about this room and about me that just aren't right, and it's really bothering you. But when you really think about it, there is nothing that's perfect. Our main point through this whole series is that Jesus came into an imperfect world and he didn't come to make the world perfect. He didn't come to make our lives perfect, but he still worked and did some amazing things. So if you've missed some weeks, let me just catch you up. In the first week we, of this series, we saw that Jesus's family wasn't perfect. When you, when you took a close look at his family tree, there were some pretty ugly branches on that tree. And there might be some stories that you might be embarrassed to have in your family. So maybe you don't come from the best family. God can still use you. No matter what your family has done or what you've done, Jesus can still work through that imperfection. Last week, we took a look at the fact that we are, we are not the perfect leaders for our lives. When we're in charge, we always mess it up. And we need to find a way to remember that we can't be our own hero. But Jesus is here and he wants to lead us and desperately wants to lead us in all the different aspects of our lives. And maybe we just have to let go of maybe one or two different areas in our lives and let him lead. Now, if you missed any of those messages over the last few weeks, you can always go back to our YouTube channel and catch up on any messages that you might have missed. Now, if you're on there right now, feel free to hit the subscribe button and even the like button just to maybe get a ding when the next time something comes up. If you're on YouTube, there's even a bonus message in this series from Pastor Phil. I encourage you to check that out. Today, we're going to talk about how God can work through our imperfect faith because sometimes we have doubts. But can your faith be perfect if every now and then you question God? Today, we're going to look at a story where God allows us to have doubts and encourages us to work through them with some good questions. Today, we're going to look at our doubt and where it can be beneficial to our faith. We're going to talk about how to ask God questions to express our doubt. We're, we're going to look at the type of questions that Jesus answers all the time. So today, we're going to be in Luke chapter 1. Feel free to turn there now if you like, if you have your Bibles in front of you, or log on with your smartphones to the YouVersion app. I would love for you to follow along with us today. For some of us, for some of us growing up, you didn't dare to ask hard questions, right? Sometimes, sometimes if you did ask a hard question to your parents, you might get the response, well, it's because I said so which was never nice. Or if it was a hard spiritual question, you know, maybe about God or the Bible, about creation, you'd get this, don't doubt, just have faith. Oh, that response, that response from 
dear parents or whoever you ask that question to might have caused some of you to walk away from Jesus because you asked the hard questions and you didn't get a good answer. Now, as I read the New Testament, I, I see a lot of questions asked. Even in the life of Jesus, people asked him questions all the time. Jesus asked questions to other people to help them to learn. Now, in the first century, there was this culture of asking questions, debating what the law really meant, figuring out why they believe what they believe and why they believe it. Asking questions is a great way to learn. But I think the key to learning from our doubts is asking better questions, the kinds of questions that Jesus answers. So let's get into our story today and find the questions that Jesus answers. Luke chapter 1 verse 26 says this. Luke writes this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, now maybe we need to stop here because I know that's an unusual way to start the story. This is a reference to the story right before this story and we'll talk about that story later. <laughs> In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee to a virgin named Mary. Now, she was engaged to, to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Now, as Luke is writing, he's giving his readers some background of these characters involved in this story. Now, if you've ever celebrated a Christian Christmas before, you know who they are. But this would have been very valuable information to the first readers of this letter. Referencing King David would have meant something important to them. Verse 28, Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Now, last week, we talked a little bit about this interaction with the angel and Mary. I wonder, what would have, what would have been going through Mary's mind? What, what would it mean to be a favored woman? What does, the, what does it mean that the Lord is with what does, what does it mean that the Lord is with her? Because back then, women weren't favored. They were property. I've read things that, that said that if you, in the first century, you could divorce your wife if she were a bad cook. <laughs> and the wife would get very little out of the marriage. No support. No monthly help. She'd, this woman would actually live the rest of her days like damaged goods. The first century. No one would ever ask a woman's opinion. The women in the first century, they had a job, and that was to have kids and take care of those she gave birth to, and that's it. I'm sure that Mary never went to school to get an education. Her whole life, she was probably told that she would never amount to much. She'd only be known as her husband's wife and be known, that her kid, be known from the kids that she produced. <laughs> But today, we're still talking about Mary. As the angel is speaking to her, giving her this unusual greeting, I wonder if Mary at any point was looking around, wondering, angel, uh, are, you, are you at the right address? <laughs> I'm just a young teenage girl. I'm not sure I am who you think I am. But this angel, this angel gave her a new label. She told her what her true identity was, and it was favored. And she told her that the Lord was with her. The story continues in verse 29. Confused, 
and disturbed, I am sure she was. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Now, this term, confused and disturbed, it's an interesting phrase. In the Greek, it's more of the meaning of making an audit. Now, that's an accounting term. Now, you might wonder, why is Mary using an accounting term? It's this idea that she's going to weigh out or think about what happened. And maybe more specifically, it's her being intensely rational, intensely rational. I love that phrase. She's going to make, she's not going to make a snap decision on what she's feeling right now. She's going to take some time and really think about it. She doesn't immediately accept what the angel is saying. She's, she's wondering, is, is this a dream? And if this is not a dream, why is this happening to her? Now, I think if Mary was a verbal processor like me, she, she might think, you know what I need to do? I really need to talk to someone about this. But I love the fact that Mary didn't take what was happening without questioning it. She thought about it. She questioned it. She pondered it. She made an audit of it. She was being intensely rational about it. She needed some time to think about this. But let's keep reading in verse 30. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. For you, you have found favor with God. Don't be afraid. I'm actually talking to an angel. But the angel again tries to comfort her by telling her that she has found favor with God. The angel continues in verse 31. You, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Man, this angel sure laid a lot on her. That's, that's a lot of information, probably a lot of surprise. You know, she's going to have a baby. He's going to be called the son of the most high, and he's going to sit on the throne of David forever? What does that even mean? How, how would you take that kind of information? Have you, have you ever been given news and when you heard it, you knew that my life's going to change forever? When you knew, man, your life's going to change, how did, how did you react? <laughs> Maybe you weren't trying to have a child, but hey, you're pregnant. <laughs> there was an accident at work or maybe this one. You've won the lottery and you're not going to have to worry about bills for the rest of your life. <laughs> and if that one, if that last, if that last one happened to you, I'd, I'd like to chat after this video. <laughs> no matter what kind of news that is, there's a lot of information to process. Now, there've been a few times in my life where I've gotten that phone call from a friend where the news wasn't good. It was just a few summers ago, just just after I started working here. Someone who I had worked with at, the, at my last job died suddenly. And I remember at that moment when I was on that phone call, I didn't know how to react. I don't I actually don't remember how exactly I reacted. I'm, I'm wondering, how, how, how do you remember anything after you realize that this angel in front of you is real? 
And your life after this conversation is going to change forever. But Mary, Mary's told this news. But how do you how do you describe this news? Is it is it good news? Is it bad news? What does this news even look like? Mary's reaction is interesting to look into, especially especially once you look into more of her story. You know, she, she's young. This. This pregnancy is going to be really confusing to to explain to her parents. (laughs) And if she does convince her parents of this story, you you know, the visit from the angel and Lord is with her and she's highly favored. If she convinced them, she will never be able to stop the whispers of the community. You know, you know, those people who can do math, you know, of when she married Joseph and when she had her first child. Mary had been given all this information and Here comes the question that she may have had been waiting on to ask right from the moment she was told she was going to have a baby. Here's the question, verse 34. Mary asked the angel, but how? How can this happen? I am a virgin. Some people say that you shouldn't ask questions to God. You should just have blind faith. But I think good questions strengthen our faith strengthen our relationship with God. Maybe you're watching today and you're thinking about starting this relationship with Jesus. Now, hear me. I don't think Jesus ever expected us to come into life fully accepting and and not questioning what comes at us, just blindly accepting. In this story, Mary, Mary expresses a little bit of doubt. Now, readers of this letter from Luke are going to see how Luke compares and links this story to another story of doubt right before, right before this angel shows up to Mary. Right before this story about Mary and the angel, there's another story about a man named Zechariah. Now, he is also told another unbelievable story about a baby being born in their family. Now, for Mary... She was young and unmarried. Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth were old and didn't think that having kids now at their their age was possible. They thought that their years of raising children were long over. There's a difference. The difference that we see here is that Mary's question was answered, but Zechariah's wasn't. Zechariah actually asked a similar question to the angel, but his question wasn't answered. He was, he was actually told that he wouldn't be able to talk until his baby was born. So what made Mary's question worth answering? And why was Zechariah's question turned into a lesson? What, what's the difference here? Uh, I think that there is a huge difference beca- between the kind of doubt that leads to a closed mind and the kind of doubt that leads to an open mind. There's a huge difference between those two, a closed mind and an open mind. Some of our questions seek answers, and some questions lead to the place where there really, there really isn't an answer. The question is only asked to make a point. <laughs> and that was the difference between Mary and Zechariah's question. Zechariah asked a question to prove, to prove that it couldn't be done. Mary's question was asked to help understand how it could be done. When we ask questions, we need to learn to ask questions like 
Mary. Now, in our world, we often like to debate. We ask questions to others, but often those questions aren't to get an answer to bring clarity, but to convince the person that, that we, we have the right opinion. Remember, remember when you were in school, whether it's high school or college, and you had that one person in your class who felt they knew more than the teacher? They'd ask questions to show how smart they were. And most of the time, when they ask the question to the teacher, you know, you know that they're trying to prove a point. And everyone in the class would roll their eyes. <laughs> the questions that they asked revealed something in their hearts. The people. The, the, the people who are asking for clarity are asking better questions. Great questions bring clarity. What if we did this with our doubt? Ask better questions. Instead of asking questions to prove that we are right, what if? What if we ask questions to understand? Now, you might be watching this Christmas season, wondering if the story of the first Christmas really happened. Ask questions. Go ahead, ask questions for clarity. Ask questions about your doubts. But don't think, do not think that for you to follow Jesus, you need to have all your doubts answered, all your questions answered, all the bows tied in a tight knot. Mary asked the better question and it was answered. And I love Mary's response in verse 38. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Now, I don't think that Mary's saying, okay, I get it all now. All my questions have been answered. This is what she's saying. I have what I need to take the next step. I understand my tomorrow. I've seen many people not willing to make a commitment towards Jesus unless all their questions are answered. They want all their doubts answered. The thing that I've seen and that I've discovered is this. No matter how many years you've been in relationship with Jesus, you'll always have questions. You'll always have doubts. But learn to ask questions that lead to clarity, not to prove a point. That's a good sign that you're looking to learn. Sometimes all you can do is take what Jesus has given you and understand that God has the best in mind for you. Trust him even though you might not understand everything. We need to learn to understand that through the ups and the downs, the good days and the bad, the days where everything seems to go well and the days where nothing seems to go right and maybe you even feel like God is against you. You have the attitude that Mary has when she says, I am the Lord's servant. Let everything you have said about me come true. Let me pray for you. Father, we are so grateful that you are open to our doubts. You're open to our questions. Help us to learn and understand what it means to ask better questions. God, as we ask you questions about our, our doubts, God, I pray that we would be able to really inspect our hearts and really look for the clarity that you want to bring us. So I don't know what people are facing today. They, they, may be, may, they may have had one of those phone calls that we talked about today that threw them off, that's changing their lives. 
God, I pray that they would ask great questions that bring clarity. But they would, they would say what Mary said. Lord, I, I, I give my life to you. Whatever, whatever you say about me, let it come true. So Father, we thank you and praise you for today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you back here next time. Thanks for joining us. If you are looking to get connected, we are one church in multiple locations. Our Aldergrove campus meets at Parkside Elementary School Sundays at 10.30. Our Abbotsford campus has three services each Sunday, 8.30, 10, and 11.30. We would love to see you at one of our in-person gatherings. If you would like to financially support us, you can always give at cscca slash give. See you later.